0: What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and this is my amazing wife, Jessica Lynn. How are you today?
1: I'm blessed to be here.
0: (laughs) Cat got your tongue?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just, every time I look at you, I get a little bit nervous still. Really?
0: Is that a compliment? Yeah, compliment,
1: compliment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, well, we're here for another edition of Grace Unfiltered, uh which is we're so excited um we get to host our guest speaker today is a friend of, of ours and somebody that I've been blessed to know for a few years now and just I don't know I'm pumped I I had the opportunity to interview her and hear a little bit of her story um but I also know that she's an extremely powerful woman of God is very very passionate um her testimony one is passionate but she's passionate about being in service to other people and using her testimony to help other people who have gone through similar things.
1: Yeah, I follow along her with her story, and she's just inspirational. So yeah. uh, to come from what she's come from and be where she's at, it, um, it's exciting to watch.
0: Yeah, and she has a really great Facebook group, too, which you'll check out. I forget the name of it, but she'll tell you, I'm sure. Um, so with that said, this is going to be a lot of fun. I can tell you right now. Um, that this is very noteworthy, meaning that you might want to grab a pen and piece of paper because there's going to be a lot of nuggets here and a lot of wisdom. And and she is somebody truly that I uh, get a lot from her wisdom, okay. not just her friendship, but she provides a lot of value in my life and as you already yeah. said, yours. Amen. And uh, you guys are in for a treat. So with that said, we'll be right back after these messages. Is it the first one?
2: To my dreams lately what are you doing to me
0: yeah. i know you've been asking my friends Welcome to Grace Unfiltered, my name is Joshua T. Berglund, this is my wife, Jessica Lynn. Hi. And uh, we are on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. You can find us by downloading our app on Roku or Amazon Fire. Uh, you can also find us on Google News now, which is super exciting. Uh, praise God for that, because I still have no idea how that happened. But anyway, uh, you guys, like I said, you're in for a treat today. But I want to read something really quick. Uh I saw this morning, I opened this Bible, I haven't used it in a long time, been using a different one, but I saw this, trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And the reason why I read that is this, one, sometimes we forget to trust God. Sometimes we forget just how powerful God is for us and through us. And what I love about what Jessica is about to do and sharing her testimony—that is an expression of trusting God, because so many of us fear using our testimony because, well, we're worried about what people will say about us. Well, guess what? They're probably talking smack about you anyway. So, or if they're not, someone else is. But if we can trust in the Lord and know that His promises are real, and I believe, I bet my life on it, um, and know I know His promises are real. And so today is the day for you to step into your purpose and what God has been tugging at your heart to do. It may be share your testimony. It may be quit your job and start the project that he has for you. And he's been showing you in your dreams for years. It may be that maybe you need to put a ring on it. I don't know. It could be something, but you all have something that's been nudging at you, whether it's to release something, to do something, to take a leap of faith, whatever it may be, but his promises are true. Trust in the Lord and do good. Be obedient. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. With that said, it is an absolute honor for me to introduce my friend and sister, Jessica Rappaport. What's up, Jessica?
2: Thank you, guys. That was a wonderful intro, and... I love that, what you just read. Um, and I got, you know, I don't know. I got like emotional seeing that. What do you call that? That introduction video? What is that called?
1: Intro um, video, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <a good> introduction
2: <laughs> video, I think. Okay, I'm like, what? I'm sure there's some fancy name for it. But, man, that just made me emotional um, just he, reading what it was saying. And, and I think... Um, as a woman stepping out in speaking up um, about things isn't always comfortable for us. And um, it's not really encouraged. So I don't know, just seeing that really inspired me. So thank you for that. That's really cool. I'm sure Jessica made it.
0: Yo, of course you did. My talent is elsewhere.
2: I know, that's why I said that. I know, I know. know. Who's 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 the brain behind this operation?
0: That's right. Uh, definitely the beauty, too.
1: God's really the one running this. Because yeah. us two together, <laughs> we cannot. We There's no way. Yeah, same yeah. here.
0: Well, Jessica, we're going to pray uh, for you and pray you. for the audience. And then we will let you get after it. Great. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jessica's courage and uh, her, her heart for other people and her knowing the power of her testimony but also part of knowing her power in the testimonies is her her knowing the power in other people's testimonies. so lord i pray that you inspire other people that are watching to share the truth to share their heart and not allow anyone to take their voice for them because everyone deserves to have a voice and everyone deserves to be heard father i ask that you speak and flow through jessica today you flow through her And the words that she speaks that come through you go right to the heart of each and everyone listening. We love you, Lord. and Thank you for this opportunity in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. See you soon.
2: Okay, great. Thank you guys. So welcome. And, um, thank you for spending a little bit of time with me. I hope that it will be beneficial to you. And I hope the Lord, as Josh said, will, speak through me. Um, I really believe strongly that if you're listening, that there's a reason that God has you here today to hear this. So really be open to whatever it is that he wants to say to you through this. Um, I just want to be a vessel for him. And I, love to be used by him. And I prayed that he would just take me out of the way and that he would just come through. And, um, I have some notes, but it's funny. Um, we tried to schedule this before and it didn't kind of work out and I'm kind of glad because I just felt like the Lord telling me, um, to not worry about my notes and things, um, but to just speak from my heart. And, uh, so who knows how that's going to turn? <laughs> oh, but let's get started. Um, I also want to thank the Lord for allowing me to be here today and allowing you guys to be here today, and praying that um, every person listening would feel the presence of God in their lives. And you may not know Him personally, but I would highly recommend that after you see this. That if you don't know him, that you ask him into your heart, um, he can change your life. And what I'm going to share to you today is coming from directly from him, and it really doesn't what I want to share with you doesn't really work very well if you don't have him in your life. Um, it's not as effective. Um, so I I really want what I share with you to be um, I want to share some strategy tools for you to Live a victorious and courageous life. So, my my question is Do you think that you're living a courageous and victorious life? You know, on a scale from zero to 10, where are you in that? Um, I would say, venture to say from asking other people and on my workshops, um, that most people are, you know, somewhere in the middle and that there's always room for growth in this area. Uh, we can always live more victoriously and more courageously. And we can do that with the help of the Lord. I love um this, this um, verse Philippians four, four says rejoice in the Lord. Always. That's not just when things are going well. That's always it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God. So I, Really want you to focus on that verse today and look that up. Um, It's something that was said to me many times when I was going through some really fearful things. And I would say, how do you rejoice when you're in so much pain and confusion? And the answer is really simple. There is no big, difficult thing. It is staying close to Jesus. Period. The end. That's it. That's it. It's so simple. And people go, well, what does that look like? So I think that for me, um, staying close to Jesus means putting on that full armor of God every day, being in the word every single day, even if you only have five minutes, um, and the longer, the better studying the word, really learning the word. When you read something reading that. And then you go, I don't even understand that. What? Or that's crazy. Look, go on the internet and start doing some research. Look at some commentaries of things and start seeing if there's themes. I have learned so much as I really began to study God's word, not just read it. I've been reading the Bible my whole life, but really studying it and seeing the connections between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, really understanding and learning about the history and culture and how that affects um, what was happening at the time. And and then understanding that the Bible is a living document, meaning that I can read something today and get something out of it. And then I can read something in five years. I could read that same thing and get something new out of it because the, it is living, the living word. And he uses that to teach us, to encourage us, and to support us, to show us that he's real and he's there. So we can keep going back to that. So that being said, um, I want to share a little bit about my testimony. Um, So when I was six years old, I was kidnapped in front of a grocery store. And that began my journey of faith, um, and I'll explain more about that, but it also began my journey of fear. And I would love to say that um, the day that I met Jesus and asked him into my heart, I never was fearful again, and nothing bad ever happened again, and that is just not realistic. Uh, Followers of Jesus go through the exact same things as other people, We have the same hardships, the same struggles. Um, The difference between us and people who aren't um, in a relationship with Jesus is that we know we're not alone, that we're not walking through it all alone. And there is such comfort in that when you really, really believe and know that God is real and he's for you. There's that knowing that truth, having that truth in your heart is sometimes, at some points, has been the only thing that has sustained me um, in really difficult times. So going back to what happened to me um, as the kidnapper was driving, uh, or as the kidnapper approached me, um, I had a moment where I could have run into the store. I could have, you know, ran away. I could have fought him off, but I didn't. I froze in that moment and I I remember the, the door of the grocery store, you know, as you step onto that magnetic strip, it opens the door and I knew to run in. Everything in me said run, but I was frozen with fear. I didn't even understand exactly what was happening. I knew something wasn't right and I knew that I shouldn't follow this person, but I didn't feel like I had a choice and I basically froze when that happened, um, I think that was the beginning of a core fear that developed in me. I eventually, um, he put me in his car and he drove away with me. And, uh, my mom always told me that if you're ever in trouble and you can't, you know, there's no one to help you to call on the name of Jesus, which is what I did that day. Um, and I just yelled for Jesus. And when I did that, the man became terrified of me. Um, well, terrified, I should say. And when I looked at his face, I am, the fear on his face was palpable and tangible. And I realized he was more afraid in that moment than I was. And I knew that he wasn't afraid of me. And so I realized in that moment that there is power in the name of Jesus. Just saying his name, there's power. Um, And I yelled it for extra. So um, he reached over me and opened the door and pushed me out of the moving car. And I rolled a few times and ran to the front of the grocery store where my mom was. And, um, you know, I was okay. Um, But something changed that day and I developed a core fear. What you might be going, what is a core fear? So when something happens to us, in childhood. Um, And and actually, there's even some research, there's actually a lot of research that shows what happens to us in utero can also affect us. So if your uh, parent was under tremendous, your mom was under tremendous stress, or was in a very fearful situation, uh, things like that trauma happening, that the baby is actually um, influenced, unfortunately, by that. So it is really important um, when you're pregnant to keep as peaceful and as possible um, because the, the studies are showing that babies absolutely are affected by this. So you might I want you to think back to a time when you the, the first time you remember being afraid. For me, it was this kidnapping. But for you, it might be I, I would assume most of you wouldn't be about that. Not so traumatic, but it it could be just a moment. It could be bad dream that you kept having. Um, but think back, as far back as you can remember. And you may not rem- remember right away. You may need to pray and meditate on it. But once you have that in your mind, then I want you to think about how you reacted um, when that fearful situation came up. Were, did you run? Did you fight or did you freeze? Well, the core fear that's developed goes along with the chief defense. So my core fear developed that day, and my chief defense was freezing up. Now you might think I would become afraid of being kidnapped again, but I really wasn't. I mean, the chances of that happening twice in your life are pretty, um, you know, unbelievable. So what what I ended up becoming afraid of was Um, and I didn't really realize this until I started researching this topic, is that I became afraid of making the wrong decision. And that plagued me my whole life. Yours might be a fear of failure, a fear of abandonment, um, a fear of success, fear of commitment. There's so many different things that... um, Can develop a core, you know, as a core fear. Whatever yours is, think about how you reacted. And then think about as different fearful situations have come up in your life. You probably have responded with that same chief defense. For me, the freezing up. So when I'm faced with very difficult, scary, anxiety ridden situations, my go to is my chief defense, which is freezing up. Um, And this is not always the best thing to do. And yet it, it has affected many different aspects of my life. So knowing your core fear and knowing your chief defense is good because once you know it, you can kind of look at it from a different perspective, a more objective perspective and think about it. Pray about it. Ask the Lord to release you from that and to give you better strategies for coping with your fear. Um, I really like this verse too. It says, um, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. So that fear really doesn't come from God. We were never intended to be fearful. Um, Now, obviously, If a bear is running after you, you know, your instinct is to be afraid. That's a self-preservation, you know, tool. So in that sense, it's not a bad thing. But what you do in that situation, how you handle your fear can really affect the outcome, even in those kinds of situations. So I want you to think, though, back to what I just said, that the spirit of fear doesn't come from God. We are spiritual beings. Having a human experience, not the other way around, and so that is something to really keep in mind. The a human experience of fear is very normal, but we are spiritual beings, so we are overcomers. We are not of this world. We're not meant to be living this human experience, but we are, right? So when you think about those fear, know that it is from the enemy. It is from Satan himself. He comes to kill, destroy, confuse. Those are his goals for you. How do you get combat that? How do you get away from that? I believe the first and most important thing that you can do is pray. Always start with prayer. So immediately, when you feel fear or anxiety or worry about any situation, um, I want you to think about Jesus instead of focusing on the fear. You're going to focus on Jesus. So you're going to um, start with prayer. Now you might say, "How do we? How do we pray?" Right? Um, and I really like. Um I really like the Psalms 34:4. It says I sought out the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. All my fears? So what's the key? The key is to seek him. That's it. Seek him. So I believe in starting with prayer. Now, how do we pray? First thing we need to do is start with worship and adoration of Christ, right? Just telling him how amazing he is. I love to put worship music on and just say, you know, Lord, you are amazing. You're my savior, my father, my redeemer. Thank you so much, Lord, for everything. And then begin to thank him for coming into your situation. Say, Lord, lay your your fears at his feet and thank him for taking care of it. Because the truth is he already has. He's already worked it all out. We just have to come to that place where we believe it, right? And the way you do that is by staying close to him. So you pray, you worship and adore him. You thank him for having the situation all worked out. Thank him for coming into the situation. Thank you for being your wisdom in this situation, your clarity. And then present the problem to him. Say, this is what I've got going on, Lord. I need you to come and help me and take care of this situation. Um, And you know what? When you do that, I promise you, he will, if you're listening and you're staying close to him and you're staying in the word, he will show you the way to go. Proverbs 3, 6 says, seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. He will show you. You don't have to come up with this on your own. You're not alone and you don't have to figure out all your problems on your own. So what's next? After you pray, um, you're going to, then, um, you're going to think about what you could do. Um, or I'm sorry. No, I want you to step back one. I forgot an important piece. You might be thinking about the worst case scenario, right? That's generally where our mind goes when we have something really fearful, um, plaguing us. And So we we go down that road, right? And we think of the worst case. Never was this more apparent in my life than when I was going through a divorce. I was blindsided. I was scared to death. Um, I felt frozen with fear. My chief defense mechanism just came right in and I just froze. I didn't move. Um, I had a lot of people praying for me and offering me solutions and try this and do that and I just shut down and cried every single day all day long and cried out to God too but I felt really like the worst thing is going to happen and I had a friend ask me one day when I was sharing with her like I'm so scared I'm going to lose my house and My parents are in the guest house in the back. Where are they going to go? And what about my kids? And just tormented with fear about the future and what was going to happen to me and my kids and everything. And my friend said to me one day, okay, let's go down that road. What is the worst possible thing that could happen? And I'm like, I don't want to think about that. She goes, no, that's all you've been thinking about. So let's go there. And so I did. And I went all the way down that mental road, which is a really scary thing to do, but I highly recommend that you do it when you're safe and feel at peace and think about what is the worst possible case scenario for you. And when you do that, think about what you will do if that happens. How will you react? Will you react with your chief defense and fear or will you have a plan? I mean, you think about the military and police officers and, and, you know, firefighters when they train all the time for the worst case. Right. Why do they do that? So that that when that happens, they're not shocked. They're not surprised. They plan for it. They know what they're going to do. They know how they're going to handle it. So it's okay to go down that road as long as you make a plan to handle it. But I like to do the next thing. It's a lot more fun after you do that is to then flip it and think about the best case scenario. What would that look like? Who would be there with you? What would your life look like if this situation was resolved? If God really did resolve it, which he can and he will. What would it look like if that happened? And really think about that. Maybe even journal it. Write it out so you can really see it. And then thank the Lord for showing you that, showing you what it will look like when it's all okay. Now, I don't want to tell you everything goes perfect when you do that, because it's not true. I did end up losing my home. And I I remember um, trying to find a rental house. And I think I put in 17 applications um, because I didn't have a full-time job at the time. I wasn't very highly qualified but you know what the lord came in and did a miracle um when i wasn't supposed to get this this house i ended up getting it and it was in the most crazy way made no sense but he worked it out and even though i did lose something i gained something and the lord gave me that this this little sign to show me i this in my backyard, in my old house, I have this really nice little area where I could see the sunset and I love sunsets. And I was so sad the last day I left my home, I cried and I was just like, I'm gonna miss this sunset, Lord, but thank you for it, you know? I go to the new house and um, loading everything, you know, into the house at the end of the day, taking a break, sitting outside, and I standing in the front yard or sitting there this little table. And I had the most amazing sunset, way better than my old house had. And I just went, oh. I was just like, wow. I just started a week, probably a lot out of exhaustion, but also because God is faithful. He's so faithful. Something that was, you know, maybe a sign that nobody else would have noticed, but I did. And it was his way of showing me that very day that his promises are real, that he cares for us and he cares for you too. And I know for for almost a year I was in such fear that, and I kept saying, God, please forgive my lack of faith please forgive my lack of faith. But one of the mistakes that I made, I certainly was crying out to God, but I wasn't thinking about making a plan to do something. I just was in total grief and fear. So that's when I started to go, okay, I want to help others that are struggling like I was. And so um, this is... What I I did a workshop and I'm, I'm trying to develop this more so that I can help more people. But it's basically based on on this, these steps, praying about it, flipping it, thinking about the worst case and best case scenario, and then making a map of possibilities, meaning brainstorm actions that you can take for this situation. It might be a small action. It might be a big action. It really doesn't matter as long as you do something. Step out in faith and say, God, I'm not sure what to do. I'm going to put it all down and then you show me what I'm supposed to do next. And just do that one thing. Just do that one thing. And once you do that one thing, you flex your courage muscle. You will feel empowered. You'll feel a little bit better. It might only be a little bit, but you will feel a little bit better. And then you'll feel more empowered to take the next action step and the next one. And as you do that and you keep taking these little steps and I, I mean, you, you really need to get hold yourself accountable for taking them. Maybe write them in a, a the date of when you're going to do this. And it might be taking a walk. It might be asking a friend for prayer. It might be researching something. Um, there's I, I, There's so many things you could do. We are not helpless. And I think I was stuck in pity, self-pitying for a long time. And it wasn't until I came out of that that I was able to take action. So if you are feeling sorry for yourself, just know that staying in that self-pitying place is not going to help you. Only Jesus can help you out of that despair and that dark pit. And I promise you that he can. Um, I really like that the verse, John First John five fourteen. it says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask for anything according to his will, he hears us. I think a key word in that is according to his will. Sometimes we have a vision in our head of what we want and what, how we think things should go. But the truth is, we're here to serve and learn and love and it's God's will that matters. We want to live in his will and his purpose for our life. And I promise you, when you do that, you will have the shower of peace. Now you will have the same frustrations and stresses that everybody does on our daily basis, but you will have this deep peace inside knowing that no matter what God is for me, he has this all worked out. And eventually I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. And I promise you that you will. Um, And then what I would suggest is to repeat this process often and stay as close to Jesus as possible, asking constantly for his wisdom and guidance in this situation. And again, having faith and taking small steps, taking action. To um, towards that best case scenario for that situation, so um, I want to share. Um, I-, I have so many verses, but I just want to share one more thing. Second um, Corinthians one nine says, "But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead." Now, if He can raise the dead, ooh. Oh. Ah, are you still there? I lost you. Oh, my goodness.
0: You're there. I lost you.
2: Are you there? there. Yeah. OK, I can't see you. I'm so sorry, um, but that's OK. I'm just going to keep going. So um, I want to just say that uh, about that verse is that if God can raise the dead, he certainly can help you with any issues, fears, concerns that you have. He is more than capable and we have access to him when we have him living in us. So be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all who hope in the Lord. And that's Psalms 31, 24. And I just pray that today something I said you know, resonated with you, something showed you that you can survive whatever it is that you're going through and not only survive, but thrive and know that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. This may be your part of your testimony as me being kidnapped. It was part of mine as going through a divorce was a part of mine because I went through those things. I'm able to help other people who have gone through those things. I'm able to show compassion and empathy. And the Lord has used that testimony to bring other people to him. Maybe this is part of your testimony. Look at it that way for a few minutes and say, I know, God, that this is not for nothing. This is for something. And I trust you. And I thank you because I know you're at work in my life. And if you don't know Jesus, I hope right now that you would ask him into your heart, ask him to forgive your sins. Even if you're not sure if he's real, say, Jesus, come into my heart and reveal yourself to me. I don't know if you're real. Show me, show me that you're real. And I promise you, he will come into your heart. And once he's in there, he doesn't jump out and you can start living a victorious and courageous life in a way that you have never experienced before. And that is my prayer and hope for everyone that's listening today. Thank you very much for letting me come and share my heart with you today.
0: Man, that was good. Jessica, thank you. How do you feel?
2: I feel really good. I really think that, You know, it's funny when things don't work out how they're supposed to. And you just go, "Okay, Lord. And um, I'm so glad that it didn't work out for the other day and that it did for today, because the Lord wanted me to share more from my heart. And um, the teacher in me, of course, wants to be super prepared and use (laughs) do all that. But I want what the Lord wants. So I think it worked out um, much better this way.
0: I, I'm glad that you shared from your heart too and that's really what the nature of this is is what God speaks through you and whatever that is is what it is and that's what it gets to be and um, and it was perfect it was awesome and I, what I really love too is that you just showed showcase the wisdom and uh, in your in your knowledge of experience and walking with the Lord you have a very unique story which we didn't go into all of it here um and then you guys can check out the episode it's actually gratitude unfiltered with jessica um you can hear more in depth about her story which is great so when you hear that then listen to this or listen to this then go listen to that it's like oh my gosh it's so cool um and i just i I love the fact that you you know you did this and we had the opportunity to reset because we got halfway in it we had a bunch of video skips it was all kinds of crazy Mm -hmm. And uh, but this this was exactly what God wanted it to be, and thank you for that.
1: Yeah, Yeah. all all in God's timing is what it feels like. This was perfect.
2: Oh, good. I'm so glad.
0: Well, Jessica, we appreciate you very, very much, um, and I look forward to seeing what God does with this uh, on behalf of the kingdom of God.
2: I am too. He's always up to something.
0: <laughs> Always up to something. And thank goodness it's something good. Yeah. <laughs> Even with all the That's crazy good. going on.
2: Yes. Thank you guys. Have a blessed day.
0: God bless you. Bye, See God. you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Jessica, everybody. That was fantastic. Oh, um, God. so grateful for her, grateful for her heart. And look, no one's getting paid to do this. Meaning, this is this is God working through people, and this is what we do within the kingdom. So many people look at like, well, how am I going to get paid for that, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. This, if anything, if you don't know what God wants for your life, here's step one. Share your testimony. Mm-hmm. Share what God's done in your life, or, or share what God has put on your heart. That is one way to honor the Lord. That's one way to operate in kingdom currency, if you will, um, because this is serving God because you're serving God's people by using your testimony, using what God's done for you. So I love this and this is exciting. And I'm for for Jessica, who is a teacher that probably likes to be organized and have all the details. I'm glad that she broke what would would not have it, broke her routine Mm -hmm. to speak from her heart.
1: Amen. yeah, it just, it's amazing how God and his timing is not ours. And if we just let him do his thing, it always works out better than when we try to do it.
0: Yeah, so her timing was perfect, and that was a timely message, too. So, again, um, I know Jessica gave you guys an opportunity to accept Jesus, and I want to make this clear. I am not a raise-your-hand salvation guy. I don't believe in it. And I think the words that you use, look, here's the thing. It's, it's pretty simple not to overcomplicate it. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, which I'm sure some of you have heard in the 12-step programs, but there's truth to that. If you keep hitting brick walls and you you feel frustrated, you feel something's missing. These are all things, or you're struggling with anger or resentment. And and what again, it's just you're struggling with something. Anything. Whether you're a believer or not, one of the most amazing things about God is you can say, God, I surrender this to you. Take this from me. But what you'll notice in that, and that's not giving your life to Christ. It's just like, hey, you know what? Nothing's working. So I'm going to trust God. Like, God, I know you're there. Or maybe, maybe you're there. If you are, I, I, I've tried everything else. I've tried getting as high as I possibly can. It's not going away. I've tried drinking myself to death. That's It's not working. So God, I surrender this to you. And maybe that's your step into trusting God. Because I know it should be the opposite. Like, you know, you think that God would be easy to trust, but he's not sometimes. Especially when you don't have a relationship with him. Like, who is this person? Where is he at? But you also, if you know that God has been pulling at your heart and he's got something else for you, it's okay to surrender your life too. Because if your life is a train wreck like mine was, you can just say, "My life is no longer my own. I surrender. Lord, take my life It's yours." He'll take it. <laughs> and he'll do something with it.
1: And it might not be fun every time.
0: <laughs> no. No. Yeah. You know this?
1: I do. I do.
0: Know do you know. want to you want to share? Well,
1: another? I I mean, it just when you open up that that door, it's like a floodgate, and it you know kind of sucks a lot sometimes, and it's painful. But then you get through the pain, and it's just so much better. Oh, you realize why the why comes after, so you just trust him, and then you get your why, and it's beautiful.
0: That's actually a beautiful way of explaining it, and I and it, and she's right. If you want to, if you God, I want to be healed. I want to be healed of my mental health issue. I want to be healed of this addiction. I want to, I want to quit being so angry and resentful. Like God will work on you. God, heal me. Show me what needs to be healed in my life. Where, where's this hidden? These triggers that come out of nowhere. Like God, will you heal me? Will you show me what needs to be healed? That's a dangerous prayer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> It is.
0: because healing, man. I heard T.D. Jake say it, and it's true. The blessings and the breaking. And like you, to, to, to truly live, you have to die to yourself. Because it's surrendering your life to the Lord is, well, you really are giving up your life for the one he has for you. And it's the exact opposite of everything you've been taught. Yeah. And it's an adventure. But just keeping it simple, though, the life that God has for you, is better than anything that you can try to do on your own. Mm-hmm. And I and I pray that not just my life, but your life gets to be a testimony of that all over the world. Because God wants the best for you. And, and the, the thing about that is, too, to get everything that God has for you, you have to heal all of the wounds of your past. All of the wounds get to be healed because the life that God has for you, like, think about it. If you still have lingering wounds, what happens? You get an argument, someone hurts you, they betray you, they cheat on you, they stab you in the back. All of a sudden, all that old stuff comes right back up. And look, being hurt never feels good. But when God has healed your heart and has healed those wounds of the past, you get a fresh new lens of how to see life and see things. And you get to start seeing that these these opportunities, these things like betrayal, for instance, or or somebody turning their back on you. You can actually see the blessing in that. And that's mm-hmm. God.
1: That's wild. That's, that is a trip. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely you have to let go of some things to get what he's got. Sometimes you don't realize that you need to let go the things that the things that you want to keep around are the same thing certain yet. You know,
0: that's true. Yeah. That's really true. The girls are coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we may have intruders with uh, little girls here, but, uh, that's okay because this is their home too. Um, we are so grateful for all of you and I, I assure you the life God has for you is, is something so extraordinary, but you have to make room, for the extraordinary. So that means you may have to get some rid of some things that you may think are good, Uh, but there's one thing for sure. I highly recommend this. Anything that's no longer serving you, it could be a relationship, it could be a job, it could be an addiction, anything that's no longer serving you, you can surrender to the Lord, surrender to the Lord, and he'll put something else in its place. And I assure you that that is something pretty cool. All right, God bless you guys. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time. That mouse is jumping. Almost there. Oh, my gosh. Okay, now we're leaving. (laughs)